and gentlemen of the podcast, this is Derry. This is Quincy. This is Jorian. And this is Risa. Welcome to another episode of Just Old Talk, the number one podcast for anyone who has had doubles for breakfast, lunch, and dinner all on the same day. Yum, yum. That is all I mean, of us. Yum, yum, yum. I, like I, I don't... I, <laughs> I don't want to break I don't want to break the the fourth wall here. But Rise, you really didn't have to sound like you was reading your your, your six times tables. Really? <laughs> you really didn't have to sprung along with him, man. Oh, oh. All right, Joy. Well, 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 hit me, hit me, hit me it again. Let me hear how you would do oh it. Oh my god. Show I, I show mean, the I'll, newcomer how it's done. Come on, you never you never do what would just call it boy that reading that reading class shit is doing like a uh, standard Wait, one. I did I can't not sound like I was I can't remember the name. You know what I'm talking about, right? What did us call it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What we just call it? Nobody else used to read for church and thing, but I can't remember. <laughs> you know, I can't see Junior off on the pulpit. Yeah, yeah you and the Lord said in the first act. <laughs> Stuart, have you have you ever read in church? For some reason, I can't Absolutely. see. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. Absolutely. Right, 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 right. I mean, a new ring, a new wrinkle in the professional. A new wrinkle in the, <laughs> the life of Stuart that I didn't know about. Joe, you ever you ever read in church? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've read in church. I've read, you know, the, the whole gospel thing. I also read for like my mom's funeral and stuff. My grandparents. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Y'all want so to hear a reading? So. Y'all want to hear a reading church story? Sure. sure, sure, go for it. Right, so so at my church when I was growing up, there were some, uh, I don't want to call them fanatic. They were pretty fanatical. They were strongly religious. And there was a time I, uh, I had my hair cornrowed and I went up to read in church and somebody took issue with it, came up in the middle of the reading and interrupted me. And I handed I him mind. the reading and told them, feel free to continue. <laughs> wow. Jesus, like dipset. Um, you know, they had a, they had, Peculiar beliefs on on how um how they interpreted. Yo, it was looking like dresser. a thug in the Lord's house. Wait, I was actually I was actually no, in a no, in a no, trippy no. suit on the day. A trippy no, suit with, a, a, with exactly. so real so gangsters. He was, was looking like a drug dealer then, because you you had basically you know, like like slick like slick thuggish. slick back the um the pimp. Nah, <laughs> I mean you look like. Like every Wall Street guy I know, like right, is a three pieces, and he was robbing people. I think I <laughs> <laughs> would have pulled it off the pulpit too. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was, uh, <laughs> right. was once hauled off the pulpit, uh, pulpit for during a church reading. Well, for what I understand, you know, Jesus, uh, Jesus doesn't like long hair. He prefers a good mark. You know what I mean? <laughs> for any of his miracles, he hit a barber. You know, to make sure his lines was clean, his fade was fresh. So. The things, the things oh. we believe. Huh? I mean, yeah, well, the things we, we believe. believe, and uh, you know, I think uh, just certain dogmas and and uh, program beliefs is kind of what we're going to we're gonna get into tonight. So tonight's topic is going to be uh, a bit of two things, right? So we're going to talk about kind of critical thinking from a, a Trinidadian slash Caribbean point of view. And we're also going to talk about creating your own personal ethos, right? And 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 the one kind of ties into the other because in order to, to create a, a set of, of laws by which you live, you kind of have to be something of a critical thinker. Because if you're not thinking critically, you are accepting facts from people wholesale 
And if you're living by those facts, then you are not really being true to yourself. So that's kind of what we're going to get into tonight. So I guess the first aspect of this is, you know, why are we discussing this at all? And this topic came to us mostly because of a lot of the misinformation that is spreading due to the pandemic. And it, it, it ties into other aspects of life. But the pandemic has underscored just how dangerous it is for people to lack the ability to engage in critical reasoning uh, at a time when it is absolutely essential to your own safety to be able to, to pass fact from fiction and to be able to make decisions from a basis of, of a ton of information and, and kind of pick out what, what makes the most sense for you. Um, so we can go right into it, guys. Uh, what do you guys think is the importance of critical reasoning today? Do you think that people have kind of lost the ability to engage in critical reasoning? Uh, I mean, well, I, first, if, well, I want to jump in. Sorry about that, Joe. No, no. So I, I think critical thinking is extremely important. Um, but I wonder how much people can actually execute that. And and I'll, and and I let me back that up by saying that I think critical thinking has to be thought, and many education systems lack that component as a significant part of their curriculum. Hmm. Right? We are often trained to memorize things. We're often trained to regurgitate things. We're often trained to detect patterns. But critical thinking as part of a syllabus. I think a lot of educational institutions are lacking good, rigorous education and way to think. So are, are we asking people to do something that I'm not even sure they can do? And, and to, right? you know, to, to and underscore your point, Stuart, let me, let, me, let me give you an analogy. I have never seen a news story where, a news story of, in, in which I was aware of the facts of the news story. I've never seen a news story in which I was aware of the facts of the news story that was reported accurately. I have never seen that. So for every news story, so I, I've, I, I've known the facts of a couple crimes in Maloney, whether that be murder or robbery or whatever. I've known the people involved in those crimes. And when those stories were reported in the news, the facts were, have never been correct. Never. They have always been rife with error. So I say this to say that the ability to reason critically ties into being able to not accept everything you're told as the truth. And that includes news because a lot of it is wrong. Uh, and I will say this. I am in agreement with your point, Stuart, because I was, I thought I was a critical thinker until I went to law school. And when I went to law school, I was in a, in a lot of the classes, they would give us a fact pattern and I would come to an easy conclusion. I'd be like, yeah, but that's the law, right? That's the answer. He, he, he's wrong or he's guilty or he should be arrested. And then, you know, the teacher would respond by saying, well, you should think about this and this and, and this and this is the case, right? And, the you know, eventually you realize that the law really isn't the law like it's not black and white and that everything requires some secondary analysis to come to the right conclusion so yeah i agree our education systems can probably benefit from 
adding critical thinking to the to the syllabus and as if we if that's if we think is important right so i mean i i before we we you know joe anything else else you have to add to this right so i know all out they're critically thinking right now in this moment <laughs> while we this discussion well um, what was the feelings any strong feelings with respect to that um pretty much uh what Derry said i remember a lot um in school in trinidad a lot of times um i don't ever remember having to do debates in class everything was like you do the comprehension you ask you answer the questions you find the answers in the passage like we were never necessarily taught to like come up with a solution on our own like i was never actually told to do something like that until i actually went to college which was even just trying to do that in those in those different classes it definitely took like a, a learning curve for me to be like oh well you know you definitely have to think through the process on how um sorry and think through the process on to come to come up with a, a solution and not just like look for the answer in the passage type thing i mean yeah that is how we're, we're taught at a certain point but i don't know i guess for me me being you know the start of my um education just like all of us in Trinidad I don't know I felt like we were we were taught to think critically just only about what we were allowed to think critically about right like yeah. you could think critically about you know um oh gosh was that book we all had to read a brighter sun you know what I mean you could think critically about a brighter sun you can't think critically about whether you know you're going to church on Sunday you'll get too tapped that's what we're doing there's no there's no in between the things that you grow up somebody somebody institutions I would say that we have growing up you know what i mean i, I agreed but I, all right so for for example and i think i and i follow Riser's trainer taught because i remember um and i'll bore you all with a engineering story but i had this uh professor that taught this uh <laughs> thermodynamics class and the way he taught it was really really interesting he, uh, he actually didn't present any of the course material. You know, like you go to a regular course and say, well, you have to learn this law and you have to learn that law and this is why and, you know, and he kind of lay it out like that and then they give you these canned questions uh, out of this textbook or this rubric with a bunch of, you know, questions that are just like this. Well, if this is that and this is that, then what is that? And you think to yourself, oh, that's critical thinking, but, but it's really not. Right? And the way he took it was that he was like, let me present a real-world problem. This is a problem. These men in this factory had this issue. How do you think we're going to solve it? Everybody's like, well, me, you know. <laughs> I never do this before. Exactly. He's like, well, you know, well, well, what is the problem? And he would break it down, right? And then when he break it down, he'd be like, so if this is the problem, then if you go to your book in this page and you see this thing, this is how you might be able to solve it. And it's an interesting way to look, I think, up to that point in my education. I'd never worked an issue like that, right? Kind of inside out, right? Where you're presented with a problem that you do not know the solution to, but you have to do some, you know, you have to reference some stuff. You have to go find information to go and, and resolve it, you know? So that kind of critical like what is the problem what are you solving you start mm -hmm. to ask those types of questions and i think for me that was revelatory right and i don't know and no other class actually before or after well maybe a few after but or <laughs> after that was really presented in 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 that type of way and i think 
you know, look, we are in a complex situation. And let's talk about the real world right now. There is a disease that is killing millions of humans at this point, right? In the last two years, we've lost um, people to COVID and then maybe the next, I don't know, and I'm just making this up, but let's say whatever is the next significant cost of, of loss of life for people. And you're asking people, well, no one has the information. And you're telling them, well, I need you to behave in this manner, right, with this information that's available to you. I needed to take that and determine how to live, right? And I think it is much easier for somebody to listen to a YouTube video with a well-narrated -narr European voice that has made some <laughs> conclusions for them and now becomes your dogma, right? Like, from that, you, you hear it, you know, you, you're like, yeah, boy, they did their research, and now all of a sudden you've done yours. Well, have you fact-checked this video? You know what I mean? Have you, you know, and, and these things you're talking about that maybe I might do and take for granted way by now. That ain't something right to know. Maybe I should look at a separate source of information. All these are patterns that are drilled over a specific type of, of training. So with that said, I think we do need to, if it is critical for us as a society to think critically, but I also think as important, we need to, train if this is truly important we need to train our adults on how to do that right there's have many a whatsapp tanty out there who <laughs> wants to they really want to do the right thing they simply don't know how right so maybe that is the education right maybe we we need to find a way to to teach adults how to think critically and, you know. you know, outside of the just kind of trying to address the COVID pandemic, critical thinking is also important because if you as an adult are incapable of critical reasoning, you will be separated from your money and from your time and from your value <laughs> very quickly, right? So let me ask the people at the podcast, right? What political party do you support? Is it PNM? Is it UNC? And now let me ask you a follow-up question. Why do you support this political party? And and this is not, look, this is not a political podcast. I am not trying to get you to support one party or the next. I am trying to get you to ask yourself whether or not you have considered the policies of the political party that you are a supporter of and whether or not those policies are beneficial to you or did you simply inherit the support of this political party from your father or your mother? right is it is it a familial support or have you thought about it like what is your what are your religious views is the same question right you're paying 10 percent of your income into some church or some some religious group every month and why the question is why right do I you support because so. <laughs> god says so do you support the views of this religious group right do they abide by the, the tenets that you hold true to yourself, right? Are they discriminatory against groups and individuals? So why do you subscribe to these views? Right? And the, the answer to those questions are, you know, critically important to your financial development, I guess, and your personal development. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying, right, from my point of view. But, I mean, I would say that a lot of that stuff is inherited, right? So when you think about... And inherited for good reason. So, I mean, maybe not political parties, right? Um, 
I feel like political parties can shift. I've seen a lot of shifts in political parties, especially in the last five uh, For years real, by? So I mean, right? I guess in maybe with, with our generation, maybe, and, and beyond. Yeah, with our generation. And, and I mean, yeah, let's say with our generation. I could speak to that a little bit. Yeah, more. well, my parents' Already. generation was, you know, if you're living in this house, you're voting X. You know, period. Follow the valley, <laughs> and I mean, if if I if I talk to my father about it now, like you know, he'll you know he'll put on his serious daddy voice and be like, "Well, if you're not if you're not voting for the PNM, then what are you doing?" And father don't actually sound like that. That's just how he sounds in my head. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, you know, so so it's definitely something. If I lived in Trinidad and I wanted to sit down and have a political conversation with my father, I probably would be, you know, I would be daddied out of the room or daddied out of the conversation because I could only ha- I could only argue with him so much. Before just being like, all right, if that's what you, <laughs> if you believe, Father Man, then more power, you know, you know that kind of thing. So like, it's a little harder, I would say, for the older for the older people in Trinidad to kind of bend to things like politics. So and and I mean, politics is almost like a religion, right? But religion, I could kind of see that familial practice kind of being passed down. Like you had to kind of pass down some of that familial practice. But the thing about religion is, I feel like religion kind of evolves. Right, like one, you know, what in 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 one generation, like you could be doing certain things, and it's frowned upon. You know, Catholic girls wearing skirts above their knees, getting licks, and now, you know, women in the road, you know, getting on a little more crazy, still going to to you know to holy name on these places, and probably not getting as pull up as they used to, you know, because some of the younger teachers take over, and some of the younger generation come around, and not everything is seen as crass as it was back in the 60s as opposed to the 2000s. You know what I mean? So like, to a certain extent, like some, some of those institutions, I feel like they do bend over time, right? I'm just not sure of how much critical thinking that is by the masses. It's almost like you're told that, yeah, it's okay now. We're kind of tired of holding that rule because I don't want to follow it no more. You know what I mean? Like the, the, um, the amoebas, they, that we talk about, right? Like they are out to get us or they are pushing this agenda. Like that's kind of where a lot of that critical thinking gets lost. Somebody else is thinking critically and then telling us, yeah, man, that's fine now. We, we okay with it. It's cool. It's in media. It's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, Stuart touched on on the importance of critical reasoning in terms of uh, solving academic problems. But, and, and that's absolutely correct. But critical reasoning is also important with regards to the, the, the finding solutions to societal problems as well. Why that's the case is because it is very difficult to solve a problem if you do not know the basis for that problem. The, the answer to the question why, right? So take, for example, you know, there are certain areas in Trinidad that are labeled as, and I guess in every Caribbean country, there are certain areas labeled as crime-ridden, right? This area is high crime, this area, you know, PA, you go up there, you get killed, you can't go up Belmont, you can't go up until whatever, you can't go Maloney. Um, but the question... Yeah, I would never go Maloney. <laughs> the question <laughs> is why? Why are certain areas prone to more crime right and then we get into systematic disenfranchisement we get into low unemployment rates we get into i mean i guess up here it will it will make more sense you know it, the situation up here is, is more analogous but we get into high rates of incarceration we get into even into in things that might sound conspiracy theory-ish 
in certain communities in the United States, the CIA was known to sell crack, right? And then legislature created laws which made sure that more black men were imprisoned for crack, even though crack and cocaine are chemically the same thing. The laws criminalizing crack were much harsher, right? So when you ask a question as to why, you, you look at a certain area, you say, oh, more, there, there are more of X demographic in prison. Well, the question is why? And sometimes the answer to that question leads you to a place where your conclusions are vastly different from the initial, portfo- the initial portfolio of, of ideas that, that brought you to that question in the first place. So I urge the people of the podcast, ask the question why. Why can't you go to Lavantil? Why is there so much crime? Is it because they are the powers that be have allowed certain people to bring in drugs and those people rely on the people of Lavantil to continue their drug trade? Is that the case? Do you know anybody in Lavantil who has the ability to bring in tons of cocaine through the ports? Do they have that sway? Maybe the problem lies Maybe the problem lies elsewhere, cocaine and PS5s. I mean, you know, anything that you don't want to hit export or import tax on, you know? <laughs> that, that's a deep question, Sandy. And uh, as, a, as an academic, maybe, you know, I uh, have mostly tried to use those tactics on academic problems, scholastic problems, maybe even, even, even business problems, but never from a social perspective. And I think you're right. I think... Um, you know, sometimes having the this conversation over and over, I so said the why is almost like trying to, you know, to to me it's like you're, you're in a wet paper bag that you could easily tear your way out of. But somehow we just <laughs> trapped in this, in this paper bag. We just somehow you know trying to 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 grasp. But that maybe we're asking the wrong the wrong questions here. But maybe we don't know what the real problem is. We see the. The, we, we don't we don't see the root cause we see the the um the impact right the crime and the killing and the whatever whatever but we really don't see the root cause what's what is causing that i mean hmm, i think you might have a episode all itself for for kind of digging into those questions but i think the point is that you're making is right if uh, and if the citizens because they're also citizens of our country who live in that area want to be able to solve their own problems because i think that is an important part of it too granted they may need some help but even that how will they know what help to ask for exactly <laughs> right, they so, don't so, even know <laughs> what the problem is so let me let me ask a question right because you know just not to to, to be overly focused on crime or covid or anything in, sp- in particular in reference to the critical thinking idea right so i would ask and i, and I don't know uh dairy quincy riser whoever want to go first like what is what is a, a, a I would say a construct something that you have been taught by your parents that you give away as you get older and you realize it don't make no sense, right? And one that for some reason you know eh, it's not the argument to do this not really strong enough. But my mother and them tell me I should do this, so I will do this, and this is a thing. Like you don't you do not think critically about it. It's a habit because that is how you were raised. You don't even understand the reason. There are two things I think that I um I kind of inherited from my parents that I've been trying to do away with, and this is not you know this is not criticizing them right because they grew up in a different no, no, time. No, no, no. They they we, pr- we just lived had a that, praise Mama Sandy right, exactly episode. praise Mama <laughs> Sandy is a big one. So <laughs> one of the things is my parents don't throw away anything. 
right? My my mother will save the twisties off of the off the bread bags, right? She will save rubber bands. She will save uh, plastic bags. Mama Sandy had a, a, a cupboard filled with plastic bags. Now, I'm not saying that you can't save some plastic bags, but for Christ's sake, some of them bags got <laughs> to go, right? So that's one thing. My parents don't throw away anything, right? I, and I have been trying to, to move away from that. And the other thing is you don't need to take things just because they're free, right? If, um, like, sometimes people... For example, like a lot of the times at work, they give you like for different events or whatever, they have a commemorative thing and they give you like a thermos, like one of those steel flasks. And at this point, I have too many of those. It's a great bottle, right? It's a wonderful bottle. It's one, a nice stainless steel flask, but do I need another one? No. So, is you know, those are two things that I've been trying to, to do that I definitely inherited. I mean, it's not... um. You know, it's slightly different from the podcast because we're thinking of ways of thinking as opposed to, well, I guess it's a way of thinking, right? Yeah, it is a way of thinking. That's what I mean. Yeah, like, you thinking. know, you, if if you thought to yourself, I'm just like, do I need this flask? Nah, but it's free, you know. Yeah, exactly. Maybe I will lose the seven other flasks I have. Yeah. That is not a, that is not, you, you didn't end up in a, in a critically thought out answer when you grab flask number eight. <laughs> Neither did I. I have a bunch of water bottles in my cupboard for yeah, no I'm, reason. I'm also I not as religious like as my that. parents. I'm not mm. not as religious. Still spiritual, but not religious. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know, as as you guys thinking about that, I've really been trying to <clears throat> um, think about something that I left and something that I have taken. I mean, it, for me, I don't know. My life has always been a. I kind of wrote with like a rewriting of the norms like <laughs> every year I think about certain things and, and kind of take and put back so I don't even know what's what's there anymore that was there the, the way it was to begin with but I, I will say maybe the same thing I think um, religion and, and maybe not I would hate to say religion I think it's more that spirituality or Christianity the belief in God that there's some kind of higher power um that remains um and and from my point of view i think it just kind of helps me to see my place in the universe um because even the more i understand the science the more i realize the universe is this massive construct of which we are very very small part and that idea of of um you know a higher power whereas it, it may or may not be true i really don't know helps me at least you know kind of have a perspective of who I am and my importance and my place in the universe. So I will keep that one, right, regardless. And I think, um, at least from my observation of the use of that principle, it typically leads to very kind people who want to, you know, more or less be helpful, even if they could be a little preachy every so often. Right? That might be the, the, the most negative that, that comes on that, but genuinely helpful and, and kind of, you know, salt of the earth kind of people who and the chips down you know they're there for your fighting and they and they stead so i'll take that one and and then as far as one that i you know have have given away and maybe maybe a long time ago is probably like one of um of of self-image you know when we were thinking earlier um the only thing you know when we thought about constructs and things this is the 
the first thing that came to my mind was actually this song I was thinking fire up on Rome and, and the you know, kind of, <laughs> <laughs> understand burning out somebody <laughs> the 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 imagery because I was like yeah, look you know one of the things and, and I think we now see in a, a, a overwhelming view of this in the society and every ad you see all these beautiful black faces that that look different and they don't wear the hair the same way and everybody don't have the same mark and fade and you know gala rush me hairstyle you're actually seeing black people who, who like, <laughs> like look different and i think that's something that that for me you know I, coming from a, a upstanding family you know you have to you have to look a certain way and yeah. you have to you know dress a certain way and i throw it that long time Right when I see um billion dollar CEOs on stage in vans and a sports jacket, I realize this is there's a trick. They're <laughs> 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 yeah. trying to trap me in this view of myself. So I think that's one I definitely um give up and 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 I think you know that's something I see in more people the society coming around to, you know. So that that's kind of a little a little bit of both, right? So a when you of, so when mm-hmm. you go to Trinidad, you just go in the ministry with a short pants. Are you telling me? I try. Don't work out. <laughs> Don't mean everybody on my on my same level, but you know, I try to influence them. I and I guess it's the this the point of the podcast too, right? You want people to think about think about it. Think about it, really. I wear a short pants so I can't come and do my business. I'm not person because I want short pants. Actually, really, guys. Uh, we, we actually, Quincy Piggy. Oh, sorry. No, no I was just I was just going to yeah, continue, continue, continue. Go for it. <laughs> No, just piggybacking off of what Quincy said, it just reminded me of something. Um, uh, I remember one thing, actually one thing that I'm in the process of unlearning, because it's, it's something that I didn't even realize that I was doing. And I know this is something from back home. Like you said, you have to dress a certain way. And then like, if it is that you go into a certain neighborhood and it's predominantly black, it's just automatically ghetto. Right? And I remember, this is one of the reasons why it is, I moved to Atlanta as well. I remember, um, and then even living in New York, you know, you're surrounded by a whole bunch of different people. I'm also the only black person at my company. So all these different things that you're, you know, you have to like conform to and you have to remember all these different things. But I remember when I came to Atlanta, I remember just going out and seeing like just a bunch of different black people. And it just, I was like, wait a minute. I thought Atlanta was, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It has some parts in Atlanta, a little, a little, but I just just remember just being in Atlanta and surrounded by like different, different types of black people and being actually completely comfortable being black and not thinking that, um, if I go to this neighborhood, if I live in this, whatever the case may be, that people will look at me a certain way or whatever. I could be unapologetically black in Atlanta and I have to think, well, if I wear this color, some people will look at me this way. If I wear my hair a certain way, like all of those things is things that I had to unlearn. And I think that also came from, uh, you know, my mom went to Holy Name in the 60s. So of course, yeah, <laughs> it's not like she had money, you know, so of course, you know, you have to present this, this person uh, to these people. Yeah, so of course image, that was, yeah on me too, I went to Providence. You have to be this certain way, you have to talk this Providence? certain way, you have to Providence do is all these. You still talk yeah, that certain what? way, let's be real. <laughs> I don't talk, whatever. 
My Jill point still is, talks like a I had to un- <laughs> My no point out, is... Don't call out no bad accent all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> they get called out, you know. They say, My oh, point... they just make men do bad. They just get, they get rough all of a Joe, sudden. Joe, even when you trying to song ghetto, you still song... It wasn't good. It's terrible, bro. It wasn't good. Good Lord. Pretty much, <laughs> just pretty much being black is not necessarily ghetto. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I hear. I mean, it's yeah. not even... I wouldn't even say not necessarily ghetto, like... <laughs> It's, it's not, not ghetto. ghetto. It's not right? ghetto. Pair, yeah. pair. Let's be pair, real. Pair. And and all colors and and types and yeah. And, and as you know what you experience in me, Sandy, and I experience that in Howard. I mean that that is part of the education that you get because there's so you you meet blacks from all over the country, all over the world, <laughs> and some of the smartest people in this country go to that school, and they're all black or brown yeah. or somewhere in between, and and they kind of start to realize, well, wait now. You know, what? Yeah. I have been told lies. I have been told exactly. a lie. Exactly. I have been exactly. told a lie. Like, I could yeah. wear the yellow and it looked cute on me. Like, I don't have, like, exactly. you know, like when you wear certain colors, like, oh, if it was lighter skin, it would look better. Yeah. Shit like yeah. that. Yeah, to <laughs> unwrite, yeah, to unwrite all yeah. of that. Exactly. This is 2022. <laughs> so, yeah. so was he, was he thinking it does keep from back home? Was he, was it, besides the clove in your hand? What, what? Oh, no, I have, I have bags upon bags. Under my kitchen sink, <laughs> I keep alcohol bottles for no reason. Like I'll keep the a reason. Yeah, in case you make a sorrel or punch. Like, well, I mean, I did make sorrel the other day, and they did come in handy. I didn't yeah, have enough. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know what I mean? Like little little shippingers like that is you yeah, know yeah. little habits like that that I keep. I do that. I do reason. do that again. Okay, okay, okay. I declare so, my yeah. I so, declare my struggle over by. And like I have yeah, to what? make. And I have to make certain foods in an iron pot. Like I just, it's just certain things. An iron I pot just... is actually <laughs> an extremely good cooking utensil, though. It's uh, one of the but, best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Iron pot. Exactly. Not an early heat like that. Exactly. So like certain things like that. Nice even you know, heat. Little yeah, yeah, traditions yeah. or habits or just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say, I would say, I think I keep. Um, well, it's not necessarily something you keep on. It's just something that you have No, it's something kept. that you continue. Yeah, that you continue. Yeah, 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 exactly. exactly. Well, like waking up early and cleaning on Sundays. I still Yeah, I never... No, I, I, I keep, I keep my, 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 my locho ways. Every time it's a weekend, <laughs> I have to wake up after 10. So I'm done. Maybe that's one. <laughs> so. so one thing I do consistently is actually every time I open a, a, a new... A bottle of alcohol. I grew up throwing it on the ground, so that's just a weird thing for the spirits. <laughs> that's not really a. That's not really a. a, a that's for the spirits. A, a, a way of thinking. Every time I do it, but it's it's an it's an it, to me it's an ancestral thing. Every time I do it, I think about my mother, and everybody tells me I'm crazy. Joe, that's a good habit though. That's not. Well, that's, and I, and that's, I've chosen to keep it. Okay, right. but and I actually do know why it is that they used to do that though. Because the filtering for the alcohol back then wasn't as good. So, like, when they opened a can of a, a bottle of alcohol, it used to have, like, stuff at the top. So, you had to pour oh, that muck. out before. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't for the spirits. So, you oh, wouldn't drink the, the, the remnants. It's for the poison. <laughs> right. It's for the poison. He has given the spirits the poison. Like right. That. Exactly. But, oh, it's to know. make sure you don't end up a spirit. Exactly. <laughs> to make sure you don't end up a spirit. There you go. Exactly. Uh, that's not for the spirits, for the spirit. No, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's, 
it's weird and superstitious. Like I have little superstitions that I just keep from from growing up in Trinidad. Oh, Vex is no? another one that I definitely still hold there. The vapors will help knows. Listen. Vix could fix I, anything. If Vix could fix that, and well, how I feel about Vixa. ginger ale and club soda when your stomach upset. Like, I mean, ginger ale fix everything for me. Let's not underestimate <laughs> the power of the placebo effect. Eh? Let us not underestimate <laughs> the power of be- just sheer belief. <laughs> when your mother boiled that bush tea for you, that vervine, <laughs> that fever oh, grass, no, cool, what cool. I'm not drinking it oh, now. I'm taking it now. Vervine is last, right? That, that had the cure for COVID, didn't it? Vex, 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 I don't think that the goal of what we're discussing here is to dispense with consensus thinking entirely, right? Because in man's evolutionary walk, consensus thinking was very important. You don't want to be the independent thinker when the lion break from the from the brush, right? You want to run in the direction that everybody's running. You don't want to be the only man eating the red berries, right? The rest of the tribe don't eat this because it's deadly. But as we've moved into a more scientific society, into uh, a situation where there are copious amounts of dense information. It is very important to think critically and to be able to pass facts from fiction and to be able to decide what you are going to incorporate into your own personal life and what becomes part of your belief system. So don't dispense with critical thought. Don't dispense with consensus thought entirely, people. Some consensus ideas are very important, but it's, it's also very important by the same token to be able to make decisions on a basis of conscious choice as opposed to i do this because my father used to pour this little bit of liquor on the ground so now <laughs> i do it forever more and i'll pass it on to my children uh you know and it's wasting your rum, your rum. <laughs> i listen i will i will continue to throw liquor out the window of my Six floor apartment here. My lord, <laughs> my god. <laughs> if, if you're walking in the road next to man, you, you get a shutter, a shutter scotch in your <laughs> and your parker. You understand? It's from the spirits, some of the spirits. So close that window real quick. Fair yeah. enough. So, so this, this is an interesting topic. I know they really am a thinking eh? because there is a consensus thinking being not such a bad thing. Um, and it has its place. Thinking. It has its place. But what, what, what do we say when consensus thinking goes wrong? For example, <laughs> right? We are talking <laughs> <For> example. about, <laughs> for example, the, the elephant in the room. We, you know, Riser said it, you know, oh, well, when I go to a certain neighborhood and these, or oh, I see these guys looking oh. rough, right? Oh. So, so, so um, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, things that have led to, to kind of the, some of the situations we deal with. No, I think some of our, our police officer friends, um, you know, in, in this podcast, maybe some of the reasons why they react the way they react um, in the streets when they have uh, perpetrators or... Or, or people who are um, who are on the other side of the law, the reason they act the way they act is because of some consensus thinking, right? Some, some, and, and, and if you guys can't tell where I go in here, I'm talking about racism specifically, right? Uh, I think that is a, a, a consensus thought from a lot of people uh, in, in a lot of countries, even, even some self-racism, I think, you mm. know, to be honest, and I mm. need to talk about that too. I see blacks 
having self-hate as a, as a serious issue. I think that's something we're working through um, currently right now. Uh, you know, what do you guys think about that? And how do you dispel with that type of consensus thinking uh, to make an improvement? No, I want to, I want to, I don't want to say the word piggyback. I want to add to to, um, to Stuart's point. Consensus, consensus thought becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. It becomes a cycle, right? So take, for example, the, 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 what Stuart said about uh, certain areas in Trinidad or certain people, right? So a belief system grows up where we have a, a, a kind of consensus opinion about people from, and I just want to say Lavantel. I'm, I'm going to use Lavantel because, you know, it, it's what everybody says, right? So we have a consensus. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's known. A system of thought about people from Lavantel. The people from Lavantel know that we have that thought about people from Lavantel. And therefore, those people react in a certain way. So it, let, let, me, let me give you an example, right? I used to date a, a young lady from Lavantel. And when I went to visit her in Lavantel, I used to behave differently. Not like a crazy person, but I would interact with police in a different way. Because I knew that they would interact with me in a different way. Right? So, I, I just wanted to add that to, to the, the, the discussion stew that we are preparing now. Like, <laughs> you're brave. <laughs> you understand? No, for for many years I used to go up there, but it's like nah, you must see it's real nice, but very nice, yeah, very yeah, nice. You understand? <laughs> so it, it's like yeah, you're, you're going up because you expect people to react to you, and this this you know this goes with a bunch of them. It doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean to attach the way you're living, but this this could be applied to any walk of life, any 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 number of situations, right? You have a circumstance where you know the way that people would react to you, even though that consensus portfolio beliefs may or may not be true, right? But you know that people will act in accordance with those beliefs and therefore you tailor your 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 behaviors to match that consensus view. As opposed to behaving like you normally would. Yeah, I mean, to a certain extent, kind of, I mean, that's a level of protection too, kind of, right? Like, yeah, we have to kind of let go of that stigma if you want to, you know, th like not everybody from love until, you know, is a bad man, right? But you know certain things will protect you if you're moving a particular way when you're up in love until, right? You don't watch men in their face too hard. Just not even the police, right? You're not watching men in their face. You're not paying attention to too many things. You're there for your purpose and you're moving. You know what I mean? And, and to a certain extent, I think that, I mean... I don't know. I feel like that's a little bit of protection too. Not even like a, from a critical thinking standpoint, right? Like if you if you really put it down in that way, like that is where we we just happen to have high crime. So let me so let like me what, ask what, you what, this: where, Julian. Is the, where is the danger? Where is the danger continue from that point? And and I just devil's advocating here. How, I know many people from Lavender that are real normal. How do we separate safety from consensus thinking from judging every individual according to their own merit, though? So, to, you know, to Stuart's point, obviously you can't broad brush a whole segment of society and, and conclude that these people behave in a certain way. That is not, you know, that doesn't make sense, right? But, I mean, how do we make I, a, I didn't mean to, I, 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 was, I wasn't interrupted, I was waiting for you to finish. How do we make a, how do we make a different conclusion? How do we, how do we deprogram ourselves then? 
And is it worth deprogramming ourselves? I mean, I'm actually a little unsure myself, to be honest. I'm not sure we can deprogram ourselves. There will always be a negative element. The negative element can come from anywhere. So it's either you keep your guard up at all times or you put your guard down at all times. And, it, it, and uh, you know, it's not black and white. The shades are gray. So, we, so if you have your defense up. So we rab we rabidly focused on crime in Lavantil while the people in, in, in white are robbing us blind, right? The men in the suits and them. Well, exactly. I'm more, and I was thinking about this point as you guys were talking. So, uh, all of us here remember Enron, right? Mm-hmm. Right? All of us here remember uh, Stanley, 2020. He was uh, the same same guy who they, I think he's arrested right now for embezzlement, right? Uh, who else? Uh, uh, Ponzi scheme guy. What yeah, is yeah, yeah, Bernie, yeah. Bernie, um, Bernie, Bernie, uh, Madoff. Madoff, Madoff, Madoff. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So does that mean that every fat white man in a suit that I see I must watch as a criminal? Because that's what those things have taught me. Right. <laughs> but, but somehow, somehow. Right? Is that not consensus thinking that protects me? Somehow a negative consensus never attaches to certain people. Ah. Right? And why? <laughs> why? Right. So that is interesting, right? <laughs> if, if we were to critically consider the largest heists and the largest ongoing heist of all lifetime it was it was not they were not perpetrated by a man in three quarter pants right in lavantel <laughs> but well not, not as far as we know because in our age three quarter right. pants men in the 50s but fair enough fair enough but but we have been conditioned to focus on a certain demographic while other demographics are making out like bandits with, with, with the whole thing, the whole turkey they're going with, right? The whole Christmas. Well, goose. okay, so 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 here's here's something that that that's now stuck on the other side, right? And if we we could go down this road if you want to, let me know, right? But that is what the Me Too movement is, right? It's taking those people that are able to hide in plain sight, and making sure that you understand that, like, oh no 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 no, he can also be. A predator, a criminal. Look at him too. Yeah, but I, I also think that <laughs> even, even, even in that and context, right? The cries from certain demographics are taken more seriously when, even when applied to these people, right? So if I am a young blonde lady with blue eyes and I come crying to you about something, it chances are you're gonna take it seriously. If I am Risa Serret, right, chances are you, you, you might ignore me, Risa. Raisa. Raisa. What are we going with? Raisa. Can someone please remind me? I will continue to call her the name what that I was introduced to her when my is. dad brought her to me like this, your little sister. Raisa. I will continue to say it. Don't ask me to change it. Oh my God. I didn't just know. You went, just because you went provy. It's not, it's not uh, because... Do we, we, wait. That you was the story you gave us. That was the story. That, that was the story of the podcast. That is the story of record. pertinent you. point of the story. I said I changed how I said my name when I got to Providence because prior to that, I did not like how people were saying my name before. So I even made the sure word, this Even the word pertinent people. is a Providence word. <laughs> it's an it's pertinent. An okay, you go ahead. It's not pertinent. Right. No, I don't I'll... talk. I'm coming up the podcast. <laughs> I ain't saying that again. <laughs> <laughs> too damn toxic. <laughs> I ain't talking again. My views are not respected oh, on this podcast. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. 
But no, I I think this is a, a, a again maybe we 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 hitting upon a point here, right? This consensus thinking which we have been, and and Joe to your point, there are some benefits, right, um to be had. But I think it's, it's something that we blindly use, and and frankly, it might be hurting us more than it helping us. You know, that's something we need to think of critically. Well, are we are we overusing something that may have helped us in the past and it's really keeping us back now? And now, look, the powers that be are well aware of the, the traps of consensus thinking that we are likely to fall into. They're well aware, right? They know the red herrings that they can feed us to keep us separated and to keep us focused on the wrong thing. And they do it all the time. around. So the, we're back to the amoebic thing. They, they, no, when, I'm not talking about an amoebic they. I am talking about the people who have achieved financial and political power. It's not, a, it's not a they. They are a specific cabal of people. Specific. The political class of Trinidad. And I, I'll speak specifically to Trinidad and Tobago because that is kind of... Okay. Right. So, the, the, the powers that be, they know, the, they know the, 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 the traps of consensus that we are likely to fall into. So, when it's time to, to come around to get our votes, they know what to say. They know who to give Election t-shirts to. Time. They know what roads to pave. They know they, they're well aware, right? And they know they could get our vote Ram, again. Roman roti politics. Roman roti politics. Right? Which is why critical thinking is so important and it's important to apply to uh, you know, it's difficult to second guess everything, but I would urge you at the very least, right? If someone is in a position to get your vote or get your money or take something off your, your person or to harm you, or to rob you of your personal peace, it is it is worth thinking about something twice, right? Ask, ask the question, why? Why is this happening? If I make this decision, what is going to be the result? Uh, not And maybe not, not just that. Don't, don't just stop there, but ask the question, if I make this decision, what is going to happen to the people I love, the people who are char- who, whose protection I am charged with, right? Is this going to impact my children? As opposed to just parting with your vote, yes, yes, I, Mr. Stewart. I, I feel, I feel any, I feel any, but I feel like as as a, a member of the enlightened, huh? who who have you have freed yourself from the burden of consensus thinking, and you're forging a new path forward, like a, like Sister Risa on the other hand, <laughs> right? right now she's down in the dirty in the ATL, and I understand, you know, so right now she's feeling blossoming as an individual, you know, and really finding herself. But how, if, if let's say at the start of that journey, right? Yeah, the start of that journey, how you think you might continue that or grow within that? Yeah, let's say you didn't have all this fancy, and I'll, I'll say fancy, I know how you feel about this, but fancy edu- education, you know, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, it's not no, you know, they're lawyering or nothing. I'm right? oh, sorry, I didn't go to Howard. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right? Or any, or any, you know, uh, well, we will, you know, we top will 10 forever. university. And we love up, you know, forever to, hold that as know. a strike against you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I apologize. What can our good listeners do if they want to? you know kind of be enlightened in the same way and grow in a way that would be positive like you say it's going to happen overnight you know? it and it's not about overnight. second becoming a 
conspiracy theorist with a foil hat <laughs> and hiding right. up in the mountains. Honestly, <laughs> I feel like, you, first of all, you have to want to change your thinking and want to unlearn the things. Because I know I know it have some people who will come to Atlanta and be like, why these people being like this? And hmm. find, find issue with it, find problems with it. Atlanta's kind of wild. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, but my first American, like the first time I actually experienced like blatant racism was actually in New York, right? And that was actually like a that actually took the, me back. The bluest state there is, the most the most right? thinking city. Right. Joe, it was with you here. that night at that restaurant. And, and, didn't all they banish racism? And contiguous United States. Know. Which restaurant is that? Remind me. The, the one that had the mead. I had just, I literally just came up. Like I, I was fresh off the boat. Accent was still strong, strong. And we shut up. And I was obsessed with Vikings at the point in time. And, and we had, and we went to get mead. We yes. went to get mead, right? And we were sitting in. There was this guy with his friends or whatever, and we were sitting uh, on the table across from them, but there was like an outlet in the corner, and he was charging his phone. And we sat there, and he said something about, um, don't, don't he steal. literally, he's like, don't steal my phone. Yeah, I remember the don't steal comment, and we both kind of watched him like, <laughs> Excuse what, me, what? What 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 Malvega Malvega what? <laughs> you know, we in the middle of Manhattan. You know, I yeah. no white man in a nice restaurant. And even while I was living in New York, I still felt like I had to like conform and do the things and couldn't be you too see, black. At that could, point, I would threat. have I would have just yeah. subscribed to the consensus trap. I would have stolen his phone. There you go, sir. <laughs> it is not my job to Mischief deprogram managed. you. <laughs> it's not my job. I will reinforce your consensus beliefs. The large black man who stole your phone. You knew it was going to happen, and lo and behold, took my shit. Probably would have been my first iPhone if I was that type of person. But anyway, (laughs) but like even in New York, I felt like I still had to like conform to certain things and still had that mentality. And then where I lived in help and being like one of two or only black person. And my company, even, I mean, my company is great. Not even thinking about that, but just saying, just little things like it's that. Re- it's a reality. Like, yeah, it's just it little things like that where you find yourself kind of like stifling your own self to, to, to be in that society. And then like literally when I came to Atlanta and I see everybody being just black, blackety, black, black. And it's not necessarily like ghetto or just, you know, people thriving, like you have rich black people ghetto. out here. Like... Sorry, I could tell my reality. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, even so, then I had. I remember. I specifically remember the moment where I was like, "Oh, I could just be myself out here." I went to a concert um, over the summer, and I just looked around. I just saw all versions of black people. Everybody enjoying themselves, like music that you would be considered hood ratish. People turning up, doing whatever, and I was like. Why are we so beautiful though? And it it just kinda it just kinda that's when I kinda like felt like, oh well, you know, I go and start doing my nails the way I wanna do my nails. I go and start wearing these braids with the colours in it. I go and start wearing these colours in my clothes and don't care. So it's like you have to want to to unlearn the things. Hmm. If that makes sense. 
so so what you're saying is uh, I should move to Atlanta. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, Which I feel like you know you come up to your cornrows. Stuart, I, I don't <laughs> think it could be any more like you than you already. I, I, I don't think you're living yeah. under the oppressive thumb of consensus, though. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't long think you're living under any from oppressive thumb. Any oppressive thumb at all. If there was Another, ever a thumb. You know, another like, uh, that talking Shop about it more often. I think a lot of the the, the consensus thinking had to with me specifically had to do around being black and racism. Honestly, yeah, like it's I not see. even about like the politics, and it's not even religion and all of that extra stuff. It's just like racism in in general. Because I mean, like I said, mommy went through it. She felt like she had to be a certain way. So of course that was put on me, and that's the only thing that I knew. Coming like coming from Trinidad, you know, you have to talk a certain way, be a certain way, wear certain colors, you can da da da, and then you know, go into a place where it's not necessarily small island mentality, and everybody come from somewhere, and everybody bringing their own cultures and making it into one big thing is like, oh yeah, I go and wear yellow and orange together, and wear red lipstick, and have blue and purple so, braids, so and have so and put promise. gems on my nails, and have the shits long as hell. And as soon as I open my mouth and I know I could talk and I could actually advocate for myself, it doesn't matter what I'm wearing or what color it is. You know well, what I mean? Can I can I do the job? Can, like, <laughs> pay me, please. Clickety clack clack your hand. <laughs> you know, yes, like we heard, we heard your nails. It was good. You didn't just destroy saying. the audio. You know? Just saying. So, like all of nah, those nah. things, like if I could be myself and still be smart and make the money and live the life. You know what I mean? I'll say this, uh, Daria, see you leaning like you want to say something. I don't know if you have something burning in your brain there. No, well, what I was going to say is that the the journey of being a more critical thinker, and look, I don't hold myself out to be an expert critical thinker. I, I am, this is a, this is an ongoing journey, right? This is, a, you know, as, as I, I guess, get older, the more I learn, the more I realize that statements that are presented to you even by official sources are not always true and are often not true uh the, the understanding that the media has an agenda of its own right even channels like cnn or tv6 these these outlets are owned by people with agendas people with and you know sometimes they they might think that their agendas are altruistic but even an altruistic agenda might be misleading to some degree. So I think that the journey towards becoming a critical thinker begins with the question of who am I? And it continues with a decision that I will be more like myself and less like who they want I me to be. I was told I should be. Right. Right? Yeah. right? More like me and less like you. Right? I have no desire yeah. to be anybody but me. Right? Facts. And once you've come to the conclusion that you don't want to be anybody else but Derry Sandy, you have to figure out not only who Derry Sandy okay. is, but who Derry Sandy wants to be. And once you've made those decisions, you figure out how to get from today's version of yourself to a better version of yourself tomorrow and hopefully an even better version of yourself five years from now. But it starts with figuring out what you are what are you made of and if you realize that you are a man who enjoys 
subscribing to consensus and and just believes everything that he sees on TV, whatever Anderson Cooper or who who does who does um give news on Trin- on um TV six. I don't even know the newscasters anymore. I I don't I wouldn't know anybody in Trinidad anymore. Right, but if if you figure out that you Mr. are the type Producer, of person who's out there, Mister Producer. Wow, Mr. Producer said he don't Mr. even Mr. have Producer. a TV. Unbothered by the news, <laughs> <laughs> right? But my my point is, right? If you don't you don't have to think critically. You know, this is not a burden that you need to shoulder. If you decide that you want to believe everything that they say on the news, go forth and do it. But at least, at the very least, be be true to who you are, right? If you are a man who's a conspiracy theorist, be true to that. But don't let them lead you by the nose and turn you into something that you are not because then you're living a wasted life. And that, but I, but that I would, is a tragedy. I would also. It is a tragedy. But I would also say, but if you're a conspiracy theorist, label yourself a conspiracy theorist. Now, don't come on to saying that you actually have facts based on research because an alien told a man one time and it became a YouTube video. Like, also understand the difference <laughs> between where your facts are coming from. Understand the difference between facts and opinions and theories. Like, we, I think that's another part of, you know, we, we talked about, um, about the COVID thing very early on, right? And I think that's also a major part of, you know, the, the um, you know, the, the anti-vax tanti uh, network that we have going, going around the place, right? Like, where a lot of people just talking about things they heard, right? I mean, what, it was not just over a year ago, 5G was causing COVID, right? Like, you know what I mean? And, and that was thick. And, and, and in, I've heard intelligent people talk about this. People that I consider to be intelligent people. Joe, saying, there is a no, reason. I, I... There is a reason that the Tanties are more pro. Well, not just the Tanties, but people in, I guess, the generation before us are more prone to believe that the things that they see on TV. Because when they grew up, the news was viewed as truth, right? If it wasn't print or it was on TV, those are the facts, right? How, I, I hear what you're saying. How dare I you doubt that... Panorama? The, the man literally <laughs> just said it on the seven o'clock news. So they have entered a world where they have not yet learned that anybody could create news now because it's in print doesn't necessarily mean that it is either factual or, or even researched. I mean, in print or on a video with a really nice background and some graphics at the bottom saying exactly. XXX News. Like, but, but that's what I mean. Like, even that, right? Like, it's really easy to, at least to me, right? Maybe it's because I'm younger. It's really easy for me to look at something like that and notice that it's, it's propaganda. It's right. someone's opinion, right? But I have been in conversations and, you know, whether it's with family or friends or whatever, and they will show me those videos as if those were credited news operations when it's really just a man with a green blanket Love hanging behind him like it's facts unless yeah and, and, and i watched i see this strong. i know i know three people this happened to so look 90 percent of <laughs> even what you see as news is program to some degree is opinion it is very difficult to get on on unadulterated facts unless you're watching c-span Right? It's very difficult to get unadulterated facts. Anderson Cooper has an opinion flick. Right? And there's a lot of news in him, but Anderson gives his own spin. Right? Joy Reid gives her own spin. And, and as for Fox News, Chris Tucker, that that whole say that that is a whole other it's hard. Yeah, yeah. We it's, it is not that easy. Is, that is that is leaning news right there. But but so the reason I bring it up, the way I bring it up with you know, alongside critical thinking though, is okay, here and, and it's a it's a it's a prime example. Yes, 
there are so many people telling us that COVID is a hoax or mask wearing is unnecessary or the vaccines will change our DNA or whatever. And they're coming out in the streets and saying this. Right? They're signed, they're pickets, hundreds of thousands of people, our generation and the generation before us. And I'm going to be 100% with you, Derry. Sometimes I think, you know, it, I think it might happen to every generation. We are in our late 30s, you know, not riser, yeah. but we are in our <laughs> late 30s. So these people we see in the road, they are our generation. They aren't the generation before us. That's us we're looking at in the road, picketing, right? And say, I'm talking about stuff like COVID here to, uh, not COVID, uh, the vaccine here to change your DNA. <laughs> but let's think about this critically. You're also telling me that every government in the world has all sat down with each other and agreed that we're going to try to kill out the majority of our population. We're really going <laughs> to sit down here and tell ourselves that Rowley and Trump and Putin and that weird disheveled prime minister man whose name I can't remember in, in London, they've all sat down together and said, hey, Boris we're going to fool <laughs> Boris, yes. Well, we're going to fool the masses. Aha! We're going to get them. The you know what I mean? How, how else they going to fix climate change, bro? Anyway. Just climate change just is a hoax, Quincy. Climate change is a hoax. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's, you know it was what, 74 it's, degrees yesterday. I was about was to six, say it was 50 something degrees. today. So I don't know. <laughs> 60 degrees in New York going into the new year. Bare winter. I had my I AC on a... last week in winter. <laughs> just saying. In a, a string vest. <laughs> you know, I just, just uh, but <laughs> exactly. You know, but, but that was what I was saying. Like when you, when you really do something like that is an, like, as a prime example of thinking critically. Right? Like, let's really break this down into the sum of its parts when you're thinking about this this particular, and it's probably the largest conspiracy conversation we have right now going on you know, around us, right? Whereas, you know, people in Trinidad are talking about masks and how they're ineffective. So you just decide they're ineffective, you and your homies. But every medical person in the world is saying, hey, it, it's not perfect, but it's a means to an end. That's all. You get what I mean? So everybody just against everybody. We just we all want each other to die. Like how does how does that work? How does that thought process become something that makes sense and becomes so strong that it's almost like a movement, right? You get what I mean? Like 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 let's like think about these things. Let's think about what some of this group think is going to do to us as well. You I know mean, what I mean? I think there there are a lot of adults who are unable to separate feelings from from fact mm. they, they are on a, they they conf, there's a strong conflation between fact and feeling and if you have a strong feeling you then go and look for for quote unquote facts that support your feelings and unfortunately in the age of of the ubiquitous internet uh there's a ton of facts out there that will support any number of feelings if you mm -hmm. i mean look there are support groups for, pe for pedophiles right <laughs> like you can find I mean, uh, a silo to dwell in you can an echo chamber as it were. an echo chamber exactly you can find a, an echo chamber to dwell in even though even if it's uh filled with reverberating stupidity of the most unalloyed well, type but i mean if nothing else Maybe that's what it is, right? To a certain extent, kind of what you were saying before, self-awareness. Notice that you might be in an echo chamber. Try to notice that. Sometimes I 
I have gone and, and tried to seek opinions that are different from myself. Kind of the point of this whole podcast, if no one has noticed, we don't always agree with each other. We might sound like we do, but we don't always agree with each other. My fellow co-hosts believe that you are an indisciplined people. Just remember that happened on previous episodes of this. Oh, my God. You know what? You know what? Yes, all of the indisciplined, nasty, stinking, you know what? Joe, I'm sorry for, for cutting you off there, but that um, what you just brought up was actually a very important uh, tenet of, of, of critiquing, seeking opinions that might be different, testing your opinion by, by seeking debate, right? And a lot of times, people actually run from debate. They, they flee from it. They, they don't want their opinions to be exposed as incorrect. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're hobbling yourself. No, and 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 and, and I mean, I agree. And I'll, I'll say this: I'll say this much uh, to to even kind of bring back around something that that you mentioned earlier, which is um, kind of being yourself. And I'll say this to kind of glom on a little to to Riser's previous statement about moving to Atlanta and whatnot. And I didn't, uh, I didn't mention it earlier, but kind of the thing I let, go, I tried to let go of was the unnecessary attachment to family that we find sometimes in the Caribbean, where we think that just because you're family, you can't be wrong or you can't mm-hmm. be against another person that's in your family. That's like a strong thing, and it existed for a reason. Before we needed to kind of stay in our groups and and manage and build each other. But there's some people, not everybody in your family for you, and not everybody in your family is to believe and to hold on to sometimes. Yeah. And I would say this with Riza. One thing that Riza did before she moved out to Atlanta at one point was kind of take that step. Riza moved to Atlanta with very little family and support because she wanted a change for herself. She made that move, right? And she put herself in an uncomfortable place, right? She put herself, like like you were just saying, right, in, in the in the potentially in the company of people with differing lives and differing opinions. You know what I mean? In order to find herself. And I'm sure she's still doing that, like we all are. It's like a continuous growing effect. Pretty much. But, but in order for all of us to grow, I think, we do need to put ourselves in those positions, listen to other people, uh, <laughs> listen to other people, listen to different viewpoints, and kind of put ourselves outside of, of, of some of them comforts, just outside of what we what we know, what we knew to be true before. You know? You know, it's very the riser that, that I the riser that I know now will probably wouldn't snitch on me crashing my father's car. <laughs> probably, not. probably not, no. <laughs> you know, it's very it's very difficult. It's very difficult to find finding yourself is a weird term, right? Because you would hope that you continue to grow. So you know, hopefully you never find yourself because that means that you're static, right? If you found yourself, it means that you're, you, you're not growing. You, it, finding yourself is a, one would hope, is just an ongoing process that, that continues as you get older and as you mature. What it is important to find is those foundational beliefs that create the core of who you are, right? Those need to be found. But the hope would be that as you grow, you continue to add to that that uh, foundational core of uh, of tenets and beliefs. You could call it on that one, yeah? yeah? We could land the plane. Okay, guys, so this is Risa. This is Jorian. This is Quincy. And this is Derry. And this has been another episode of Just Old Talk. 